Hi, and welcome to the 60th Womanthology Podcast. My name is Fiona Tatton, and I'll be your host. Womanthology is a digital magazine and professional community powered by female energy and ingenuity. We champion equal recognition and reward for everyone, sharing opportunities, ideas, and a deep pool of collective wisdom, supporting each other to be unstoppable. In this episode, I'm joined by Professor Natalie Petarelli, co-founder of Soapbox Science, and we'll be talking about the work Natalie's been doing alongside her co-founder, Professor Sirian Sumner, and also with Isla Watton, who coordinates the organisation of Soapbox Science on a day-to-day basis. Inesh Santos is the way, so I'll be talking you through the new content and the written issue again on her behalf. A quick reminder that you sign up for the Womanthology newsletter by filling in your details on the front page of our website, that's womanthology.co.uk. You can also join our LinkedIn community by visiting linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash womanthology and find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Welcome to the Womanthology podcast. We have Professor Natalie Pesarelli and she is co-founder of Soapbox Science. Natalie, how are you? It's been a whole year. How are you doing? Oh, time goes so fast, Fiona. It's lovely to talk to you. Doing okay, how are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's good. It's Friday. I have to be careful because I always say this issue and this episode of the podcast is my favourite, but I end up saying that every time. But it is one of my favourites and it's really super special. So we started this collaboration. Oh, it's going back several years ago now, isn't it? I've always, always been interested in soapbox size and then we started this collaboration and we do a soapbox size special every year and it's just fascinating so without further ado we shall dive into the questions and i'm going to ask you so natalie we have spoken to you several several times before so most people who are regular readers of the magazine and listeners to the podcast they're probably going to be familiar with you already but for those who aren't or where have you been but could you just give us a quick recap of your background, your backstory, your career to date? And uh, yeah, who is Professor Natalie Petrelli? <laughs> what a deep, deep question to start this interview. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a French scientist that came into the UK in 2006. I work in conservation biology, or said differently, I'm really interested in nature and how you take care of it. I work at the Zoological Society of London and in 2010 I got an award from the Four Women in Science by L'Oreal and another colleague of mine, Serian Sumner, had the same award and then we started to plot together as to what we could do um, in terms of women in science and science communication, two things we were both really interested in and that's how we started Subbook Science in 2011. Well, and I liked your wording there. I liked plotting. We decided to plot. That makes it sound a little bit more sinister than it is because it's all for good reasons and good motives. But I like this collaboration to spread the word about science. For people who have never attended a Soapbox Science event, could you tell us what's the vibe like? What happens? What's the format? What's the structure? It's basically bringing science to the people is, is my understanding. So basically, it's a free event, and we target busy streets, shopping centers, even the beach. <laughs> and the idea is to bring science in places where people don't expect it. And 
to create a format where people can just pop in and go. So there's no need to stay or be seated and looking at PowerPoint. It's exact contrary. It's all about discussion. So we have 12 speakers over three hours. And basically the idea is that they strike a dialogue, answer questions, show cool uh, development that they are working on, and really try to engage the public about what they do, but in a, in a very non-formal, two-way interaction way. So what you can expect is a, a range of science going from astrophysics up until psychology, going through math and engineering. You can expect a lot of unexpected props and questions. Every year, we have something that we didn't expect in every single of our events. I mean, from having a giant, gigantic cow prop nearby the Thames to having people doing chemistry. This year, we have in London, a scientist discussing whether cats should be really described as liquid, <laughs> so <a> fluid. <laughs> uh, so it will always surprise you. I bet you you will learn something and in a fun way. And normally, most people that have come want to come back. And what I really like as well is that kids are involved. So it's really child-friendly and educational-friendly. But I think the adults learn as much as the kids as well, don't they? Yeah, this is a good place for kids because we always try to get them involved I remember two years ago, that kid that stayed so long that by the end of it, he was doing the whole presentation with the scientists. <laughs> it was a little help, but he could answer some of the questions better by the end. So we tend to put them where kids can play or there's a possibility to come and go, which makes it easy for the parents to. But yes, from quite senior people taking a chair, putting it in front of the stand and staying for the three hours. To the kids running around and doing all the experiment as quickly as possible. We have a, a varied audience and generally, whatever your age, you will learn something. And there's so many benefits as well, aren't there? So we've got the whole showing women doing their science or talking about their science. So there's been those exercises before where they get young children to draw what a scientist looks like. So there's kids being able to see that scientists can be women, mm -hmm. which is great. But what I like about Soapbox as well is it's all different women scientists at different career stages as well, haven't we? So we've got right through from a PhD through to a professor. How good is that? Well, that's the idea. So there is a backstage ambition with Soapbox, which is to increase the network between different women working in science and also access to mentor and a career champion. Um, and so this mix of career, which uh, we encourage at the speaker level, and also it's quite interesting to see how different people in different positions talk about their science or what they bring in. The enthusiasm sometimes can vary, the, the depths can vary. So it's, it, basically, what we're trying to show is that you can get interesting science at all stage and all stage have some really interesting story to tell. But also we are trying to increase that connection between scientists. And then we also bring volunteer. A lot of them are women interested in becoming scientists and who are trying to network uh, and meet people that possibly work in area where they'd like to go. So there is also a scientific community aim within Subbox Science. The other thing that I really like is where, so we think of science, so people who aren't within science think physics, chemistry, biology. But in actual fact, there's so many crossovers to other areas of STEM. So you'll have engineers talking, you'll have mathematicians talking, you'll have 
people in tech talking as well. So that's something that's an, an extra layer to it as well. That crossover into lots of different areas, not what you'd immediately always think of as science. That's very true. And also we bring the medicine in the mix, which is also quite fun. I think what we are trying to do with that is to display the variety of, of career options in science. But also we have a number of speakers that work in more than one science. So they combine a bit of math and a bit of biology, or maybe they bring a bit of physics. And also showing that it's not a rigid difference between those disciplines. They interact all the time. And you can always create a new way as to how they can interact, which is part of showing that science is not this inflexible beast, this old man with a set of rules that they follow. It's very creative and collaborative and based on knowledge exchange, which is also something that is also quite nice to address in terms of stereotypes. Absolutely. So you've had some like really famous women who've taken part though, haven't you? So it's like, literally, it reads like a who's who of women in science. So some of my particular favourites, but when obviously, again, we're not meant to have favourites, uh, but some really interesting people. So we've got Professor Sue Black, and we've got Professor Dame Athene Donald as well, the physicist as well. And the list just goes on and on and on. What is it attracts them all to take part, would you say? And how many women have taken part? So since we started in 2011, it's over 2,500 women that have taken part in Subbox Science. So given that there's not that many women at senior level in science, still quite biased, we were always going to get some famous people <laughs> going through the 2,500. But I think more seriously, what's probably what has attracted many of them is that we embedded the development. We developed Subbox Science thanks to L'Oréal, who provided a lot of the funding to kickstart this initiative. And it was done within the network of the four women in science, many of these women being awardees or connected to that program. And so that helped us secure some of those big names. And, and they have, in many instances, become colleague or friends. Oh, it's funny, isn't it? It's like with womanology. When you just keep going and you keep running things year after year after year, it's amazing the cohort of people and the community you build up over time. I think it's, it's, it's important to say, though, that for more than a decade now, we have been running calls. When we started, not a lot of people bet on our initiative, <laughs> to say the least. And so we had to rely a lot on our network. But very quickly, the word spread. And so very quickly, we moved into a call format where we advertise the opportunity and we engage anyone to apply, which is a great way to diversify your participants and really make sure that everyone can have a go if they want to have a go. So I wouldn't want people to believe that Subbox is all about network. It is very much so about a call and an open opportunity. This is what we like, inclusion and inclusivity is what we're all about. And in terms of the impact and the measuring of the impact as well, what are the sorts of measures that we use? What sort of things are we looking at? I think we have passed the quarter million of people that have attended, that's for sure. In wow. terms of countries, we are, well, it's between 15 and 20, I think, different countries that have run a Subbox event, at least. It, it's, it, it's turned global. I always love when on Twitter I see a Subbox Science advertised in Spanish or in Portuguese and I have no idea what's written because it has really become a really nice platform for 
communities all over the world to celebrate the women in science locally. And so to really bring those networks together, those connections, to exchange ideas. And so it brings a lot to our audiences, I'm hoping, but I think it also brings a lot to the organizers and the presenters in terms of increasing your connection and finding people that you may have not met otherwise. So shout out to all the people who've been involved. I'm sorry, I'm not making, I'm not going to, I'm. this is a generic shout out. I'm not going to make you shout out to every single person, but to Therian, to so Isla as well, who does the organisation, who is just like the most organised person ever. I think she could, I say this every year, I think she could take over the world if she chose to, <laughs> uh, not in a sinister way, in a nice way, obviously. And all the people that are volunteers and all the people that get involved, there's just a lovely spirit and a lovely community about it but it's something that as you say it's building into a community has there ever been a time when all the previous participants speakers and volunteers have ever met together in one place and if not how do we make that happen but we're international now so that's a bit of a challenge that's a bit of a throw down the gauntlet for you yeah it has been a goal of ours for many many years but the problem is really to secure the funding so just to secure the funding to get our events going every year is a challenge and we wouldn't be able to do it without our local organizing team I think in London, in various places, actually, we have started to work with coordinators. So these are people that try to connect various local organizing team and their speakers in a region to try to create that network and then to try to eventually create option for those people to meet. We are trying to do that in London and the UK, but I don't know whether you have ever tried to find a date between different scientists just to meet. (laughs) So when you have over... you know, hundreds of them, I think it becomes quite challenging. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll get a date in like in the next couple of years or something like that. We'll plan really quite yeah. far ahead. That's the funding. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this juncture, if we've got any corporates that are listening and who would like to get involved and support, then we can connect them. So that's something else for any corporates that might like to get involved or might like to support, then we can connect them. We can make that happen. So for 2023, what can we expect? So 2023, we have 35 events in 14 countries. So (laughs) get busy. The thing that we celebrate is that we have our first event in Spain and a first event in California. So (laughs) I think that's going to be quite cool. (laughs) But we have also lots of teams that are finally running their live event since back the pandemic. So, for example, in Rio de Janeiro, in Cape Town, and in Montreal, they are back in the street. In terms of the UK, we have a number of events, but one that is coming very soon is the London event, which is on the 27th of May. So that's the last weekend of May. So that's a Saturday that's in the Southbank. It's between 1 and 4 p.m., completely free. And I'm really hoping that if you are listening and nearby, that you can pop in. We have 12 speakers uh, going from an astrophysicist talking about how giant planets are formed to a PhD student talking about her work on sharks to a doctor in fluid dynamics talking about what are liquids and whether cats are technically liquid. <laughs> I just need to know what that answer is, what the upshot of that is. <laughs> I definitely look forward to that. So the nearest date for the UK is London on the 27th of May. 
Okay. So if the Woman Virgin community would like to get involved and support so they can find out all the details on the website, and you're really good on social media. So if they follow, so the Soapbox Science is the main Twitter account, but then there's also this local Soapbox Science account. So for the different countries as well, aren't there? Have I got that right? That's right. So if you go on Twitter, the at Soapbox Science is the main one. And we generally retweet any local events and local teams. So it's very easy to find their Twitter account. But the best is probably to go to our website, subboxscience.org, where we have all the event listed, all the speaker, the date, and contact for the local organizer. And then if there is any question, is literally subboxscience at gmail.com, where we will answer or plug you with any local team. So much love for Soapbox Science. I can't believe this gone so quickly, just talking to you. So Natalie, what is coming up next for you? What are you looking forward to? What are you excited about? It can be in work. It can be out of work. It can be anything you want. Well, to, to be fair, womanology and subbox science were always going to be a good association <laughs> given the focus. <laughs> I think, well, there's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to, but I'd say one thing. One of our alumni, Athene Donald, just published a book and uh, given the, that uh, both Subbox and Womanology are quite interested in women. I would definitely recommend that book because it just came out and it's all about why we need more women in science. And it discusses a lot of the issues that Subbox is trying to bring to light. So I'm definitely looking forward to read that. (laughs) I'm looking forward to reading it too. That's going to be amazing because she doesn't mess around, does she? She's very incisive in what she says and she gets involved. She's got a really active Twitter account as well and a blog as well. Yes, she is. And I think because of her experience as being one of the first women professor in the UK in physics, I believe, as well as taking huge admin responsibility and being a senior in university management in Cambridge. I think she has a lot to offer in terms of experience as well as opportunity for moving forward. Um, So that's definitely something I wanted to plug. And of course, I look forward to see how Subbox will do this year. I'm really looking forward to get into some new countries. As I was saying, this year we are moving to Spain and California. There's still a lot of work to do for Subbox to reach Asia, for example. And so we're really working towards trying to grow the community. Well, we are here as ever to help and support you however we can and to just spread the word and to spread the love and keep supporting and keep sharing the stories as well. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's a lovely thing to do together, to always have that chat together. Thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure speaking with you. Thanks, Natalie. As Inesh Santos, our associate editor, is away at the moment and bringing you the new stories in the written issue on her behalf. Stories include Dr. Irma Polares Torres is a postdoctoral researcher in mathematics and she tells us about her talk at Soapbox Science Brussels entitled Why is the Universe a Mathematical Place? She'll discuss in a fun way what a singularity is, as well as the job of a pure mathematician and its importance for the advancement of other sciences. Ishrat Juhan Budradin is a PhD student in manufacturing engineering based in the School of Aerospace, Transport and Manufacturing at Cranfield University. She'll be introducing the topic of manufacturing of sea algae-based sustainable fibres. Ishrat will be speaking at Soapbox Science in Milton Keynes. Labani Bizvars is a Birmingham-based PhD researcher working on the synthesis of supramolecules. She'll use her talk at Soapbox Science in London to share ways to bridge gaps between chemistry, materials and biology to make cancer treatment more effective and accessible. 
Denai Kontu is a PhD candidate in ecology and evolution at the University of Cambridge. Another speaker at Soapbox Science in London, she will chat with the public about the fascinating field of paleontology, offering some hands-on experience with safe and fun materials. Last but not least, Dr. Almadina Sanchez de la Muela works as a researcher on Spain's recovery and resilience plan, exploring energy storage. Having missed out on taking part in Soapbox Science in London when she was based in the UK, she decided to organise the first Soapbox Science event in Spain. Do check out our website, womanthology.co.uk, to read the full stories. Sadly, that's all we have time for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, if you want to support what we do, then share the link to the show on social media, and also follow the show. The feedback is really important, so please do rate and review the show in your podcast app. Join us in the next episode and written issue where we mark this year's International Women in Engineering Day. 